This is the Chester County Real Estate Podcast, bringing you the info you need to make your next move a great one. This show is brought to you by Remax Ace Realty. For show notes and links, go to acerealtypa.com slash podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. This is the show that gives you the information you need to make your next move a great one. I'm your host, Sean Dominski, and today I'm sitting down with Stephen Marks, an agent here at uh, Remax Ace Realty. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about first-time homebuyers uh, and what the market in 2023 looks like for first-time homebuyers. So, uh, Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, so, so real quick, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I am 21 years old. I'm born and raised in Chester County, Pennsylvania. Been kind of surrounded by real estate my whole life. Um, my dad has a couple rental properties. I kind of help him. Mm-hmm. He, he, sells, he self-manages, so I grew up kind of helping him manage the properties um, and everything else like that. So I kind of have always been around, surrounded by real estate. And, you know, I when I decided to make the leap into it, it, it was uh, definitely an industry that I was more familiar with than not. Yeah, yeah. So. Now you're from you're from here, right? You're from Downingtown. Yeah, Downingtown, born and raised. Okay, great. So you've so. been so you've lived here pretty much your whole life, then. Yes. Yeah. So you've probably seen it go through some changes over the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've noticed. Um, I mean, just between like Exton and uh, Downingtown alone. I mean, the amount of uh, more real estate opportunities that got kind of grown up here. Yeah. Is is insane. I mean, I think we're gonna see some see some more uh new construction happen here yeah absolutely i so so i probably told you i grew up in westchester Mm -hmm. and i remember even even out of college downingtown was like this like i I barely knew where it was like (laughs) it was this like little like rural boondock place like i'm like i think they have like a a hotel with a guy's face on it and i know they just built like a big shopping center I, i don't think i quite got the I don't think I remember uh, – I was around for the drive – there used to be, like, a drive-in movie theater, like, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I do remember there was a downtown farmer's market. Um, probably a little bit before your time, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little bit before my time. I mean, I remember growing up, my dad telling me stories because he's from uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, home, yeah, home of Yingling. Yep. Um, and they, he, they moved here in 62, and so they've kind of mm. – seen like 113 used to be a two-lane gravel road different things like that it's, it's crazy to think about that yeah um, absolutely well and honestly it's like when when i moved to downingtown years ago mm-hmm. um it was it was one of those things where people were sleeping on it a little bit uh it wasn't it was more desirable than coatesville but still people wanted to be in westchester it was like they were settling for for downingtown as the years gone on, I really feel like now people are like, we want to be in Downingtown. Like they're not, it, it, it's from just an anecdotal desirability standpoint, mm-hmm. Westchester is, it's nice, but they're not, sometimes it's not worth like the premium basically. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it too has to do with like the steps up that the uh, Downingtown area school district and mm-hmm. different parts of the borough have made the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and then as well as taxes, um, always yeah. come to play a little bit, but I think uh, with, the, with the STEM Academy being built and sixth grade center and all these different things, you know, happening around here, uh, people kind of realized, you know, hey, that's why we are so attracted to downtown to begin with. Yeah, so. yeah. So, what have you been seeing as far as first time home buyers? Are they are they thinking as much school district and like area as much as anyone else? 
Is that still an issue that they're concerned about? I think it depends on the age of the first-time home buyer. So, um, I, I, I again too, I just sold a home in uh, in Exton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right in the Seasons neighborhood, um, and to me, like their one of their main concerns was school district. I mean, did they have kids at the time? No, but they were planning on the next couple of years. You mm-hmm. know, so that was like something that they kind of like were like, "This is going to be our starter home. This is something I want to you know raise my kids in." Let's find something that's in the school district that I desire. Um, and they decided on choosing Downingtown. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going towards the appreciation aspect, I mean, I think Downingtown over the past 20 years, like yeah, we've seen great appreciation in the area. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, we've kind of seen a swarm of people kind of realize that Downingtown's a little, little, little town that they didn't really see before. Um, we're getting more put on the map than it, than we used to be. Yeah. Um, growing up, I never really, I mean, I grew up in Downingtown, so mm-hmm. I didn't, I knew what Westchester was. I went to Westchester a lot and stuff like that too, but I didn't have that Westchester mindset where I didn't know what downtown was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I've, I've probably joked about that Westchester mindset where it's like people are like, oh, yeah, isn't that isn't that, that area? Like I think there's like a rock gym out there, and I, I know Victory's out there. I, I feel like Victory really put downtown on the map for like mm-hmm. at least locally. Um, and now we're looking at there's like two more craft brews, breweries opening up soon. So Yeah, we have um, – I think it's called – Rising Sun, I want to say it is. Uh, that they they opened up on 100. Okay, um, they're more towards Exton though. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, you're thinking Stolen Sun. Stolen Sun, yeah. So you got Stolen Sun in Exton, um, but then in like right down the street from here, we have Omnis Brewing. I don't know. People just start seeing these signs pop up. Yeah. And we are kind of like like no one. I don't think anyone knows about what the deal is there, mm-hmm. and we're still waiting on. There's another one in the borough. Um, they bought the property, and you can see the tanks in the windows right by the library. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know which yeah, I'm talking I, about. I, I drove past that a couple of times, and then there was another one that was opened up like last year, more towards Coatesville. Um, trying to think of what I, what I that was heard called. about that, and I feel bad yeah. if they're actually listening to this because <laughs> we can't remember. I do um, know animated breweries yes, out there. Is that that's, what it that's is? That's what yeah. I was thinking of was animated breweries. Yeah, that was that thing that was um, a couple of years ago, um, but I've heard good things about it. I've yet to get out there. Yeah, so no, I, I should just do an episode on just like different like local microbreweries in the area. <laughs> yeah, we should just, just go around and do like uh, like beer reviews. Yeah, right. Um, so on that, um, so that's another thing too. So I've worked. I remember working with a lot of first time home buyers, and proximity to town, proximity for things to do in entertainment mm-hmm. was very high on the list. How do you feel? Like, do you think that's still something that they're considering? That's still a priority when it comes to buying their house. Yeah, I mean, their sources of travel is, like, a big thing. Okay. Um, like, what's kind of nice about, like, the area that we're in right now is we're the center of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, didn't mean that in, like, that, <laughs> that, that kind of way. But, like, you know, 10 minutes, you're on the Turnpike. You know, 25 mm-hmm. minutes, you're in King of Prussia. 15 minutes, you're in Westchester. You drive another 25 minutes, you know, a different direction. You're in you know, Lancaster County already. Right. Um, so you're kind of – you're really close to all those different activities. And don't forget the train station too. Yeah. You got the train station that one new one that they're building right now too. And yeah. And that's, that's the thing like with Westchester is if you want to get on the turnpike, you had to go to Downingtown. If you Mm -hmm. wanted to get on the train, you had to go to Exeter or Downingtown. If you hadn't, if you wanted to go to Lancaster, you had to like go up like two or two to the bypass through Downingtown. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, you're, you're kind of right in that, in that sense. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Now, the other thing too, is like when you're, when you, when you live here, it's like, you're the center of everything that you do. Cause it's yeah. like the center, but yeah, it, it's funny. Cause like 
in Westchester, you don't you you forget how much you have to like go through Exton and Downingtown to get mm-hmm. anywhere, um, unless you're going south to Wilmington or to yeah. like Delaware or something like that, um, which I like to do. But that's a lot of times when I go go past Westchester. So, uh, so what do you think are some of the hurdles that first time home buyers are seeing right now in the market? Um, I think so. I think hurdle wise that they're kind of seeing is we're kind of we're in that in between phase between a high pace sellers market mm-hmm. and a you know that's a normal buyers market. So we're kind of like on that teeter totter scale right there, where a lot of these houses are still coming up and they're they are still selling in you know a week. Yeah. Um, but then we are seeing places sit on the market a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like a lot of first time home buyers want that house that's move in ready. You know, they don't have to paint the walls. They don't do any of that. And I think that's kind of like the hurdle is trying to say like, hey, we can negotiate out on this property. Like negotiations are a thing again. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't necessarily have to waive any every inspection anymore. We can get home inspections. We can, that way you can have that better ease of mind. And you might have to do a little bit of work to the property, you know, do a little bit of paint here, you know, maybe change the color of the cabinets, whatever it may be. But I think that's kind of like the hurdle is trying to like, find the property because the inventory is still very low in the area mm-hmm. um so i think that's kind of the biggest hurdle with not necessarily just first-time home buyers but every home buyer in the area is just inventory right right um so are you so in the last year or so i mean we we've seen that the market i don't like saying cooling off because that implies that it's it's going down and mm-hmm. honestly when i look at the numbers it's the and, and one number i always look at is how many how many properties went under contract and how many when came or new to the market, like the replacement numbers. Mm. And even though the overall volume has gone down over the last couple months, the replacement ratio has kind of stayed the same, which keeps pricing still where it's at. So price wise, it's plateaued inventory wise. It's still pretty much the, it's, it's probably lower, even though there's less, there's less showings going on. So that's why I tell people Mm. like, don't be careful of any predictions in the next couple months for the spring market. Um, yeah. But so I, I guess the question is, is are they finding the houses? So, so are you still noticing like a squeeze on inventory and have you seen like prices kind of cool off? Again, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to even say a lot of the times because mm-hmm. you are seeing some of these properties, the prices in quote unquote cool off a little bit, but you also still have those houses that are, you know, like showings are 40 plus and yeah. they're getting multiple offer situations still. So it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, like you have to find that particular property. And so like a lot of the times, like if I have somebody that doesn't want that multiple offer situation, mm-hmm. I usually tell them like, Hey, let's look at properties that are 14 plus days in the market. Yeah. Um, those ones have a little bit of room for negotiation. The market's kind of telling where that house is priced at. Or what's going on here? So there's usually, like, there's usually some reason why a house sits on the market, whether it be marketing, whether it be it's priced too high, you know, maybe the sellers didn't really even want to sell to begin with, just different things like that um, that kind of come into play with it. So, in general, what do you think are some of the things that stand out at for those homes that do have the forty plus offers or mm-hmm. showings or whatever's going on. Um, in today's market, what have you noticed are some of the things that home buyers are going after? Like like what mm-hmm. do you think is about that? What do you think 
Why do you think that house is getting so many showings? So I think it comes down to two, two kind of main factors. Um, it's priced at a deal mm-hmm. and the marketing was there. Mm-hmm. So the agent did a great job with professional photography. They did a great job on properly posting everything on the MLS. So the description was there, everything else like that. So they, when that person was scrolling through Zillow, something in that picture, something like that caught their eye. Mm-hmm. It also comes towards, um, like I said, the price of the home. Mm. So, you know, we are seeing some things cool off a little bit. You can't necessarily, you know, everybody wants that multiple offer situation, but they don't realize that I can't, if I want that multiple offer situation, I can't price the house at, you know, 390 when in reality the estimate comes back at 370. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so they have, the, that agent was able to find that magical number to kind of list the property at. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to kind of drive those people in. And that's kind of like another thing that comes into play when you're listing your home um, is, you know, like you have to take account of the people that are looking at houses on Zillow up to the 350 point. But then there's also people that are looking at houses from the 350 to the 400 point. So you want to grab both of those. Right. Um, and kind of like you're able to leverage uh, the showings off of that and everything else like that to create that multiple offer situation. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, do you think that there's buyers who are nervous? They're like, oh, we don't we don't have a chance, so mm-hmm. we're not going to go see it or we're not going to submit an offer or so. Or do you think that they're still pretty like, like, wow, I have to go see it? Or have you experienced I mean, both? I think it's both. Yeah. And I think it that's kind of like where having a good agent comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, because... In reality, you know, you might have to put an offer on three different homes to get you the one home that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, that kind of like just comes into play at that situation because like to me, I always say that it's always worth taking a look at. Okay. It doesn't matter how many people are looking at it, whatever it may be, because if it's a home that you guys really like, you're going to figure out a way for us to create a competitive Mm -hmm. offer to get in that situation of something that, you know, you might want the home. Um, and then that's also when it comes into play of having that proper agent that's going to ask the right questions. Because a lot of the times there can be multiple offers, but they can be multiple bad offers. Right. And you never know. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. In the buyers that are getting their offers accepted, mm-hmm. compared to buyers that are struggling, just in your experience, have you noticed any common mindsets or motivations or like themes between the buyers who do get them accepted and the ones who don't, is it, is it have anything to do with like who's more motivated or is it just come down to who is when to pay the most money? Um, I mean, again, too, I don't even think it comes down to like, I mean, everything comes down to money a lot of the times, but I don't mm-hmm. think it really comes out that comes down to money too necessarily the way of presenting the offers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of these, you know, we're no longer in, uh, a crazy $100,000 over ask right. offer situation. We're in more of a, hey, you know, like my client, we elected elections, but we're doing for informational purposes only, or we're trying to, we just want to like, you know, learn certain things about the property and right. stuff like that. So, you know, like, you know, we might not be submitting offers anymore where we're offering to pay transfer tax and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think the ones that we are seeing get accepted are, hey, they're more motivated buyers. And B, they're willing to kind of figure out exactly what the seller is looking for. Because mm-hmm. um, everything comes down to everybody wants a clean and easy transaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really plays the big toll. So, mm-hmm. 
hey, maybe your buyer is willing to pay for the transfer tax. Well, to the seller, that's huge. That's one mm-hmm. percent, you know, in this area that they don't have to pay out. So what's the what's the urgency look like among first time home buyers? I've noticed in the last couple of years, like you had to really want to buy a house in order to get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say that we're back to this situation where people are scared to keep renting because they're throwing money down the toilet? Or do you think it's more of like motivational, like I want to invest, like this is like a financial decision? Like what are some of the mindsets? Because I, I think back to like 06, like the mm-hmm. 05, 07, when things were just crazy. And I keep quoting like, like, oh, you better buy some real estate. They're not making any more of it, which isn't true. They are developing real estate all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then after that huge crash in 08, it was like everyone had almost like almost like market PTSD and they were scared to do anything for years. And then things kind of steadily came up. And then in the last couple of years, it's been like frenzy, like a feeding mm-hmm. frenzy. And it was it was crazy. Is there anything you can speak to like what the what the mindset is behind why people are buying houses or first time home buyers, like what are they kind of looking for? What are they looking to, to do? And from my experience, most of the time, first time home buyers, they want to either get out of the running phase. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they realize, you know, Hey, I could be building positive equity here. Um, are they seeing rents go up too? Yeah. Rent rental prices are up, I think over 20% since last year. almost. Cause, yeah. Cause that's another um, thing. Like if you're renting a house for, 1500 and then you get the lease and it's like hey we're going up to 1650 all right and then the next you know next year it's 1750 you're like well hold on a second it's kind of i could see that pushing you into the uh into the market Mm -hmm. um and then also it's like well my mortgage might be high but at least it's going to stay the same if you're if you're experiencing your your rent going up that quickly you know yeah and i think a big thing too is like because we are seeing a lot more mortgage applications Mm -hmm. start to to come out here now that you know, interest rates are down from the sevens. We're in the sixes again. Um, so we are seeing that a little bit. And I think also just trying to let them know that like real estate's a long-term play, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not going to see the appreciation overnight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see, you know, everything happen overnight here, but what you're not doing is you're not like paying your landlord's mortgage anymore. You're paying your own mortgage. So I kind of almost like to say to view it as, uh, a long-term savings account almost. Mm-hmm. When you're paying off your mortgage, you're paying off a place for you to live and not only raise your family, but like say 15 years down the road from now, you want to, you know, get a bigger house or, you know, do a cash out refinance or, get, you know, whatever it is, get a HELOC. It kind of gives you the opportunity of, hey, I have the equity here mm-hmm. and I'm able to leverage the, my money to to go towards another route. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you seeing any trends as far as types of houses that first-time home buyers are looking for? Like, do they do they really want a single-family house, or are they okay with more of like a flat or townhome? Mm-hmm. So I'm mean, I'm seeing a lot of townhomes and for uh, single families personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again too that has to just go with like uh, the geographical area that I work in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in Chester County, we don't really see too many condos or flats and stuff like that in this area we they, they are around right um but no i i see a lot of them uh if they're looking to start a family a lot of them want townhouses or single families mm-hmm. if they're kind of just looking you know move out of your parents house figure out on their own they're they're okay with a flat yeah they're okay with a condo um but they're, they're you know they, they would prefer a townhouse or prefer a single family yeah and i kind of refer um, to like there's 
there's a couple developments I can think of offhand, and I remember when I was when I was a first time home buyer a million years ago. It was uh, like Goshen Valley was a big one. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with them in, in Westchester, but there was like the townhomes, and then there was like I guess flat. You know, they were like apartments, but they were condos. Yeah. Like on paper, you owned it, but it it was clearly at one point an apartment building, and you still yeah. feel like you're living in an apartment, even though you own the title towards it like a condo. Yeah, it's funny that you bring Goshen Valley up. We actually have a we have a uh, rental unit in there. But, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, um, it, it's a great place. And yeah. honestly, in hindsight, obviously, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I should have bought like four of them back in like, oh, 2010 when like we were looking at this stuff. And like mm-hmm. the stuff I'm like, ah, that's a little overpriced. Now I'll look at what the prices are. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're like the 180 to like low two range now and there. Okay. Uh, if I'm not wrong. But uh, it's definitely, I mean, yeah, again, too, like that was like, that's what people were looking for back in the day. I think Chester County, we don't see too much more of the lower $100,000 price points. Right. Um, so that's kind of like that one hurdle that we need to kind of overcome and try to figure out what we can do here. For affordability? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally am very passionate about that because, mm-hmm. you know, I just think of like the young, young family. And people yeah. think I'm crazy when I say this, but I have worked with people who – Couples who are married with kids in their early 20s. And if you have, you know, and, and you need a little bit more than a one, two bedroom apartment flat. Um, you know, they, you need a little bit of more, little, little bit of space, but we're getting mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, you got to be at like the top of your career just to afford like certain areas. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're putting up a lot of barriers to entry. Like there's, there's areas of Downingtown where it's like, if you're, I don't want to say I don't want to give it an age or so, but if you're just starting out in your career, you can't even live in this area. You're barred yeah. from anything in this area, and that's just like a weird, uh, kind of unfortunate reality. Uh, yeah. And for the record, I do believe that it's it's. Uh, I, I think development, like we need to develop mm-hmm. things. We can't stop every single development. I think we need to do it smartly and responsibly. Yes, but every time someone wants to build something social media has brought brings together the the mobs of people and it's just like i get it you don't want your your value to go down you don't want more competition when you go to sell but people do have a right to do with what mm-hmm. with their property and if there's a demand of buyers coming into an area we need to provide something for them i mean mm-hmm. we don't have to we don't need to but you can't just be like hey i want the traffic count to be exactly the same as the day i moved in here 20 years ago yeah it's that's I'm trying to I'm trying to be very delicate to everyone involved, but mm-hmm. bottom line is we can't we can't do anything about affordability if we're banning development. Yeah, I mean I think that's another thing too is because like a lot of first time home buyers like if they can't necessarily afford the downtown area, mm-hmm. be kind of steer towards almost Phoenixville, mm. um, and then if they can't really afford Phoenixville, like then we kind of like kind of see like the mass wave. I mean you're heading towards Montgomery County at this point. But we kind of go towards like Royersford, um, yeah. certain areas like that. Because again, too, they like that you're near um, the amenities. Yeah. You know, like Phoenixville is still, you know, it's 15 minutes from downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenixville has its own, like the past couple of years, we've seen them build a ton of restaurants up. We've seen them kind of like redo the main street. And like, I think that's a lot of like the the stuff we are seeing, like seeing here. I think a lot of these first time home buyers, um, certain ones like they're not afraid to get into a project a little bit yeah and you know they're not afraid to you know 
do a renovation, build, paint the walls, and do the stuff that they want to do. You know, it's funny because um, when I bought my first – well, not when I bought my first house. But let's just say, like, early on, like, YouTube was not nearly what it is today. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because – people joke but you can literally learn anything off of youtube now mm -hmm. you can also learn some the wrong way to do it yeah. so still do your do your do your research uh i wonder if that's kind of like fueling people a little bit more to be like you know what we can do that we don't have to hire that out i would mm -hmm. like to try resurfacing a cabinet and see see how that goes yeah. you know i think i mean for me personally like every time i've been like tiktok yeah. <laughs> you know, like you refresh the page, it's like a couple of things down and you're seeing like this young couple that bought a house, like a, Vic a Victorian or whatever it is, and they're like restoring it. And I think yeah. that's super cool because it's like, you don't see that a lot. A lot of the times like people do want new construction and it's completely understandable that you want new construction. You know, mm -hmm. you want that, you don't want a project, you don't want to work on things. But I think it's also super cool that some people don't mind having a little bit of a project and they don't yeah. mind making like, because I think with the project too, you get to make the home yours right in the end, you know? it adds to that pride of home home ownership mm -hmm. too so hey man thanks uh that's super helpful um thanks for coming out uh what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they have any questions or want to want to work with you to buy their house uh so definitely either just like reach out to me through social media or mm -hmm. uh just give me a call my phone number is 484-883-0928 and then i'm pretty much just steven marks on on everything out there so awesome cool man well thanks a lot awesome thank you Thanks for listening. This has been the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. Brought to you by REMAX Ace Realty. Serving buyers and sellers in the Chester County area. Subscribe for new episodes at acerealtypa.com slash podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are found.